you know what? Let me send this to you on um, Facebook Messenger. I found the best sign in my trash can left over from my renters. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just going to send this to you. Hang on a okay. second. There you are. Uh, this is not something that you want to find. Wait, where'd it go? Okay, I'm sending it through. <laughs> <laughs> do you see it oh it's hilarious do you think they're just like uh pranking you by leaving that or oh my gosh well at first I'm like okay, this can't be real but then um a nurse that came by the house she mentioned that she knew of somebody else who did that prank to somebody so oh, I'm like okay. okay maybe it's a thing right now yeah maybe it's just a thing yeah that's pretty funny Hey there, it's the Gold Digger Mom Podcast, the podcast about moms creating their own opportunities to help inspire you to create your own opportunity, whether it's a side hustle or a full-time business. I'm your host, Lydia Poole. Thank you so much for joining me. Abigail Tanner is on the show today talking about her experiences renting out her house on Airbnb. Abby is a mom of three, and in the opening of today's show, she had sent me a picture of a sign that she had found in her trash can after returning home from renting her house out for the weekend on Airbnb, and the sign read, Welcome Home from Prison. So her her renters were having a little bit of fun with her that weekend, and we were getting a good laugh. So I wanted to explore the idea of Airbnb as a side hustle and see you know, how feasible is this? Is this something worth looking into? You know, my main experience with Airbnb is just having been a renter myself. Um, A few years back, my husband and I went to Rome and we rented an apartment through Airbnb. And it was a great experience. You know, it was a really old building, um, so old that the key that we had to get into the building was this huge skeleton key and we had to carry it around with us everywhere we went. Um, But it was lovely. I mean, there was a rooftop terrace and a spiral staircase and it was cheaper than staying in a hotel. Um, But I've, I've always thought, well, you know, to rent out on Airbnb, you need to live in a place like Rome and have an amazing Uh, apartment with a terrace and a spiral staircase, but um, that's not necessarily true. And Abby's story really shows um, how you may be able to rent your place out even if you don't live in a super touristy area. So Abby is going to share her experiences renting her house out on Airbnb. And I got to say, I was shocked with how much money she can make in a night and a weekend on Airbnb. I was expecting her to say she could earn a couple hundred dollars here and there, it's significantly more than that. So stick around to hear her story. Abby is a mom of three and she has some really great tips on how to get into Airbnb, things you need to think about ahead of time, and ways that she gets her house ready before her renters come. So stick around. It's a great interview. Just tell me a little bit about how you, you got into doing Airbnb. Yes. So the way we got started with Airbnb is that we had stayed at one and it was a super cute experience. It worked really well because we split it with some family and we could come and go freely. It just was economical and the house is super cute. So that's what really got us started thinking about renting out our own house. All right. So you guys live close to Clemson and, um, and that's the most that you guys normally do, right? Um, football season for renting your house out. Is that right? Uh, it's a very big deal. Football games are a very big deal around here. And because we're so close to Clemson, um, hotel rates can often be like 
I don't know, a couple hundred bucks a night. Mm-hmm. Um, easily, maybe 500 bucks. I know it's really steep because there's so much demand for it. So it's a small town, really. I mean, you have a lot of people coming. Oh, around. yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're right on the border of Clemson. And our town is like 1,500 people. Um, so we have the benefit of being really close to the college. But, you know, small town. Uh, small town life is awesome. Anyway. So, yeah, so we run our house out for a two-night minimum. Um, they usually check in on a Friday, and they leave by a Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. So we typically don't worry too much about them having big old parties here mm-hmm. uh, because they're at the game. Um, but it works out great because, you know, we'll house six or eight people here, and they'll pay six to 700 a night. Oh, really? And it's that high. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason this is worth it. I mean, we make 1200 bucks in a weekend, um, and we might spend 100 bucks to pay, you know, to, to get help with cleaning. Yeah. Um, and it's a ton of work, and it's super exhausting to make it look like five people don't live here. Right. But it's absolutely worth it. Every time, and I talked to some of my friends who rent out their homes, too. Every time, like, we're like, why are we doing this? I never want to do this again. And then once we're actually out of the house, and we're seeing the dollar signs and we come home to a clean house. We're like, yeah, let's do it again. So tell me a little bit about what you have to do to prepare beforehand. Oh, my gosh. It's like spring cleaning every time. Um, it's a lot of work. And I'm OCD. So I'm cleaning the nooks and crannies of my closet. Like things I don't need to be cleaning. Yeah. Um, but I will spend a lot of time beforehand. I mean, like days beforehand. Um, just preparing our home because all the details matter to me. Like I'm cleaning how I would expect or hope someone else clean their house for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really, we really do our best to just make it spotless, make it shine. Um, now, we can have you have an bedding. area of the house that you just close off and close say, off. don't go in this room? Absolutely. And actually the house we rented in Oregon when we had our first experience with Airbnb um, they gave us the option to rent out their nursery and so, and another room, but we didn't need it. So it's a cheaper rate. Um, the bummer about that experience is they forgot to take out their diaper trash. <laughs> so they had shut off that room and we're like, what does that smell? Um, so that was a fond memory of being <laughs> so welcome. So that's one of the things on your list. You're always like, make sure make, there's no poopy yeah. trash. Yes. <laughs> make sure there's. But so far, we've had great experiences every time. And we don't, so we can rent it out, uh, at least in the state of South Carolina. I don't know what it's like in other states, but we can rent the house out up to 14 days in a row before we have to pay taxes. And on the 15th day, then you you have to pay taxes for all of it. Okay. That's a pretty good deal for you. Oh, it's a killer deal. Guys. Okay. So tell me a little bit about the process of like, listing your house online. What did you have to do? Was that difficult? The process for getting started with Airbnb was actually really easy. It was very streamlined. We were able to create a profile, fill out our listing, upload some photos, and, you know, you list your amenities, what you have to offer, Wi-Fi, cable, um, some of those things. And it was really easy. Do you, they, do you remember they, how you took the photos? Was it just a, like a cell phone or did you use a nicer camera? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Just an iPhone. Okay. And we uploaded pictures and I probably still need to update them. Um, 
As far as setting the pricing, Justin looked at the homes around the area to see what they were going for. Okay. Now, you can set your own pricing or you can let Airbnb oh, okay. do the flex pricing. And what they'll do is they'll take a look at um, basically what homes are going for around you and what people are searching for and availability. And so they'll make suggestions for pricing. So because of their flex pricing, we actually went up on our rate. Oh, interesting. Um, so it can definitely be to your benefit um, to go with Airbnb pricing. Okay. Would you be able to rent it out at like gradu- for graduation that time or is there not enough? Yes. Okay. No, absolutely. We actually just got a request for graduation in May and already booked one night. We usually do a two-night stay, but because it's just graduation, we're not going to be able to secure two nights okay. with anybody. They're just going to want one. So I think we have it rented out for uh, six to $700 for one night. Oh, that's awesome. So again, if I if I do the cleaning myself, then I get to pocket everything. Or if I have a friend help me, then, you know, I lose 100 bucks. So it's still worth it. Even if we go take our RV out somewhere at a campground or we get a hotel, um, we're still going to make money, yeah. even though we're, we're spending a little, a little bit. So yeah, it still works out in the end. Or you can just think of it as paying for your little a vacation. vacation. Yeah, really. <laughs> exactly. That's what we did this past weekend, which is great. We usually we're like, hurry up and just get out of the house and then we'll figure out somewhere to go. Like it's all about just finding a place to lay our heads. But this weekend we actually went and had fun, which was really nice. So I paid a friend to do all the laundry of the bedding while we were gone. And it was so nice to come back and enjoy my clean house. I didn't have like eight loads of laundry piled up that I needed to wash and recuperate from. So all around, it totally felt like a vacation because we had fun. I came home to a clean house and that's totally a benefit from it. I mean, seriously, Justin and I were talking about it being worth it, not just because of the money, but because it forces us to do maintenance on our home (laughs) and to make it homey and clean. And those are things we would overlook or neglect or like push off as long as possible. So it's really good for us. It's really good accountability. So besides the laundry, when you get back, is there anything else that you normally have to do to get your house back? Or is it normally? No, honestly, it's just the laundry. And last year I had doubles of everything, which made it really easy to turn around, you know, Mm -hmm. hurry up and make a bed and wash stuff. Uh, I need to replenish right now. Um, But no, honestly, it was just laundry. Laundry is the only thing. It really, they, they take really good care of it. And what's common with Airbnb hosts and renters is that you can ask them to strip the beds for you and like pile up all their dirty towels. So that helps. Yeah. I mean, I would think that, especially with the sort of renting that you're doing with football games, they're, they've got to be gone so much of the time anyway, that they're not even right. doing a ton in your house. Now, I do have a friend who rents her house out, and she came home last time, and there were two giant garbage bags full of, like, beer cans and beer bottles, so they definitely had a good time. Well, I mean, if that was the only evidence of it, then <laughs> it's not too bad. I know, exactly, and they did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thinking a little bit about, um, you know, the Republican convention is going to be in Charlotte. Oh, but next. And I know. Yeah, I think it's two summers, right? 
yeah, it's two summers. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, is it, you know, is it a oh presidential gosh, election yeah, already? Right. We have two years. You're right. Yeah. Um, anyway, and I know the Democratic convention was here a couple of years ago and a lot of people, you know, who don't typically do or Airbnb put their houses on just for that week. So I'm like, I got to research this because yes. I think that will probably be. Oh, no, absolutely. Money well, you know, time well invested. Oh, yeah. I will say I feel every season we do it, I probably put uh, at least $400 back into like replenishing bedding and towels because we all buy it brand new for the guests and then we'll use it after they leave. Okay. And by then, after a year, you know, we've used them well. Um, this year, I I put it back into the house and got bed. Well, I didn't get bedding. I, I got a bunch of stuff, right? For Airbnb. Yeah. And this time I'm keeping it separate so they don't have to replenish like that every time. Okay. Um, so I feel like it takes one renter to like replenish everything. And then after that, it's like all money in our pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what do, what would your top tips for somebody who's who's thinking about doing this? What would your top tips for them be? My top tips for getting into the Airbnb hosting would be to start off with a good listing, you know, and list the things that are around your area. Just make it sound really good. Um, put some thought into it. Also, take really good photos. And you probably want to clean your house the way you would clean it for renters. Um, but take really good photos because they make a difference and they'll make your house stand out from somebody else's. Um, on top of that, number three, I would say clean really well. And if you aren't capable of cleaning really well, then you need to pay somebody else to do it because it'll be absolutely worth it. I was cleaning it all by myself with three kids at home, one of whom has a lot of neat, uh, special needs, and it was so much work. So I finally got smart and got help, and it was absolutely worth it and cut, out, cut down my stress. Well, the last thing would be that I'd recommend paying attention to the details. So what, how this works is that your renters are going to review you and you get to review them. And everybody wants to have good feedback because it looks good for future uh, Airbnb opportunities, whether to rent or to host. So the details really count. Our first renters commented how much they loved our towels. And I hadn't even thought about how amazing they were. So I made sure that I had plush towels every time. Or we like to provide coffee or donuts or things like that so that they have some comforts. Um, already here at the house waiting for them. And we also like to write a really good cover letter for our families or our families or our renters when they come in, just so they get to know us. We're usually not here. We don't meet them face to face. So we like to write a cover letter to put in some personality and personal touch. So I think all the details eventually add up to a really good experience. And I, I know it's a lot of tips, but I think all of those things combined make it a really good experience for the renters and for us as hosts. Yeah, you're treating it like it's your little, I mean, it's like Airbnb is, isn't that bread and bre bed and breakfast? Isn't that what it means anyway? Air, bed and breakfast? Yeah, 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 exactly. you're, you're treating it like your own little bed and breakfast for just temporary, your temporary Absolutely. bed and breakfast. And these aren't strangers. I mean, they're in our home. So I would like them to feel like family and treat it nicely, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, because you kind of feel like if you do all of that effort, they're going to hopefully respond back the same way towards your house. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad that, I mean, it's awesome that you live in an area. For some people, this is something they can absolutely do. 
And for some people, they don't live in an area where anybody wants to be in their house. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> well, and the awesome thing about Airbnb is that it goes beyond your house. There are a lot of people um, who rent out campers or trailers in their yard hmm. and they make them really cute. So there are all kinds of ways to, you know, a granny flat or a she shed, whatever it might be. Yeah. A yurt. I mean, there are all kinds of crazy things out there. So no, that's true because there are definitely people who do like fancy. I mean, this would require a good bit of effort, but like a fancy barn or uh, free house. And those people don't necessarily live in a cool place. They've just made a cool thing on their property that people want to get away to. So I I know it's a big thing in San Diego for sure where people would, you know, have a camper set up in front of their house and, um, you know, somebody would stay for a month or they'd stay for a night. So I mean, that would be such a great way to do it because you're not living in it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're not in your space. They're in separate space. So there's definitely a lot of options and it it could really work out for some people. Some folks rent out, you know, bedrooms in their home. I'm not comfortable with that. Right. But I think that would be difficult, especially with with having children. Like you have kids in the house and yeah, that would be difficult if you were a a single person or something. It might be. Different. I. I mean, yeah, personally, I wouldn't do it as a single person. But, <laughs> but some people, that might be a a good situation for them. We've rented through like Airbnb or or HomeAway. I guess is another um, okay. similar website, and um, we've always had good experiences with it. And I, you know, it gives you a different, um, definitely different experience in a hotel, which is fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and it's it's great for people like especially if you have little kids and they're loud and you're in a hotel, like be quiet, be quiet. Yeah. Like at least in your own space, it takes the edge off. Yeah. And they can be in a different traveling. room from you. <laughs> exactly. That's always exactly. <laughs> exactly. Airbnb provides up to 1 million in liability insurance for every single booking. So we felt confident knowing like, Hey, if they totally destroy our house, like we, it's not that big of a deal. We don't really care about all the things in our house. They'll take care of us. So we were able to go into it, I guess, confidently. Yeah. Not unguarded, but confidently. So, So, and you haven't had a a bad experience in the time. We've not had a bad experience. No, no. It's been a good one every single time. Do you take, I when I travel, I travel with like my iPad anyway, but do you take things like that with you? We typically do. I did hide my laptop this time okay. uh, and was glad to find it still in its space yeah. um, in its hiding place. But yeah, we'll take, we'll take some technology like that with us. But we have a big computer we leave here. I have expensive music equipment and our TVs. That's probably it for valuables. But yeah. We'll take the easy portable things with us, right. but haven't had a problem, haven't had a problem yet. Well, thank you for sharing your experience about this. I think that'll be really helpful for people who are on the fence about it or aren't oh, familiar with welcome. it. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Big thanks to Abby Tanner for sharing her Airbnb stories with us today. I know that was really enlightening for me. And I wanted to just add a couple of things at the end of this interview that I have found in researching Airbnb on my own. I was reading some stories about um, some local stories about Airbnb. And one of the things that I learned is that there is a a fairly good group of people now who are choosing to do Airbnb rentals instead of like traditional rentals. And I had read a story in um, the Charlotte Observer and in the Charlotte area 
about a man who originally, you know, wanted to get into the into real estate and and rent um, properties out. And he just realized he could make a lot more money renting on Airbnb as opposed to getting, you know, a six month lease or a year lease with somebody. Um, and that's sort of his business model now is just um, to buy up a few properties and rent them out full time. And he's making more money that way. He has to either he has to go in and clean in between the tenants, but or hire somebody to do it, I believe is the way that he's doing it. And I thought that was a really interesting um, business idea. Obviously, that is not a side hustle. Well, I, I guess it could be, but it's, it's a, that's a bit more um obviously of an investment of time and energy. But if you are looking for something that's more of a scalable business, um, that is for sure something to look into. Airbnb has different regulations per the area that you're in, and that's something to consider. It's also worth considering that certain apartment buildings or neighborhoods don't allow Airbnb, and that may be something you need to research as well. When thinking about a property, um, whether it's your own residence or something that you're considering buying, um, for Airbnb, anything that has like a separate entrance, like if you're living in a house and you have a basement apartment or um, a room over the garage or something, and it has its own entrance, that is like gold for Airbnb because you can just get like a combination um, lock for the people and give them the code when they come, and you know they you don't have to see them, they don't have to interact with you. And the other cool thing about it is, if you do have like a room over your garage, you don't have to have a full apartment. You really just need to have like. A room somebody can sleep in in a bathroom. It doesn't need to have a kitchen and all that. Um, so that's something to think about in your own residence or if you are considering getting into the rental market of looking for properties that kind of fit that bill. And one other thing to say about Airbnb is that I had read another story about a man who was renting properties and turning around and renting them on Airbnb, which is very interesting because you're not having the startup of cost and commitment of buying a property and you can get into it a lot quicker and with less money. Um, the article I read, he said that he was upfront with the people, the landlords at the places he was renting, that that's why he wanted to rent the property specifically to rent it out on Airbnb. And that would be essential that you do that and not keep it from your landlord because you could get into trouble. But, you know, he didn't have fo- trouble finding properties because there's a lot of people who don't really care. Um, you know, as long as they get the rent check every month and you take care of the property, they don't care who's living in it. Um, so that could be something to think about as well, because you can kind of dip your toe into the waters before diving in with buying your own second property. You could try renting it first. Oh, and one more like final, final thing is, um, you know, you don't have to rent out a house for Airbnb or an apartment. There are people that rent out RVs, uh, fancy tree houses, and even literally a tent in the backyard. Now, obviously, you can't just have any old backyard to do that. But if you have a backyard that is interesting, you can set up a little glamping situation in your backyard. So, you know, you can think outside the box. It doesn't have to be your own house, literally inside your house to rent it out. If you have some sort of other um, creative or cool place that people want to get away to, and that's what it's about, get away to. Think about how you can make money that way. So those are just a few things to consider with Airbnb. I know for myself after this interview, I've been thinking a lot about, is this something that my husband and I, we want to dive into? Um, Because it would be a lot of work for us since we have little kids and we definitely have a house, you know, that it's evident that a lot of kids live there. Um, But we were talking to somebody just the other day who was saying they were needing to come stay in our area and there weren't a lot of Airbnb rentals available. And it kind of uh, nudged us a little bit more in that direction. So if it's something that I end up doing, I will definitely 
give an update here on the podcast and tell you guys how it went. Check back on Tuesdays for a new episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you listen again soon.